You want to imagine your chakras aligning and then continue pulling that white light in, cleansing your organs, your skin cells, every single part of you, and then your full aura. You're listening to Let's Be Omnist, the show where we are celebrating spiritual diversity, one truth, and one story at a time. I'm your host, Michael Anthony, spiritual life coach and intuitive reader from thedivinerlife.com. Welcome to our first ever bonus episode. Right now, I know that a lot of us are stuck at home because of COVID-19, and we could all use a little extra goodness, so I am happy to be bringing you some extra content to keep you entertained. Today, I am chatting with fellow podcaster and magic lover, Blue June from Mystic Witch Podcast. Blue is a New York City-based tarot reader, teacher, and witch who conveys genuine compassion to her clients while still maintaining a no-nonsense style of counsel, and she's been building her practice for nearly 10 years. Blue teaches tarot, yet herself remains a committed student to her craft, and in addition to her various tarot instructions, she also teaches classes on energetic cleansing, candle magic, spell work, and as I said, she's also the enthusiastic podcast host of Mystic Witch Podcast. In today's bonus episode, Blue is going to share some of her favorite ways to utilize magic in uncertain times to keep up our magical and psychic hygiene. Of course, I do want to remind everyone before the show starts that none of the practices talked about in this episode today should replace the medical or hygienic guidelines set by medical professionals. Keep up your social distancing, continue to wash your hands, and maybe you can just sprinkle in some of these magical practices for like an added peace of mind. So now go ahead and grab yourself a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, a cup of whatever you'd like, because in the spirit of truth and honesty, here is my conversation with Blue. All right, so welcome, Blue, to Let's Be Omnist. I am so excited that you are here on such uh, short notice, last minute. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm well. I'm doing well. I um, I just sliced off the tip of my finger with my razor blade in the shower this morning. I was like in a hurry trying to make it to this meeting on time. And we need to slow down. We cannot afford injuries right now. <laughs> yes, I totally, totally agree. And I'm so glad you said that um, because we're going to get into all sorts of stuff today about slowing down, taking care of yourself, making sure that your health is good. But before we do that, I want to give the listeners an opportunity to hear from you, like who you are, what you do, and what's your thing. So my name is Blue June. Um, I'm a professional tarot reader in New York City. I've been building my practice for about 10 years. I'm a reader, a teacher, and a witch. Um, And yeah, my main objective right now today is to just give some tips on how to stay calm and, you know, maintain um, a sense of everyone's feeling a lot of anxiety. And if you're empathic at all, there's, there's a lot of just global panic that you're probably sensing. So uh, exercises to sort of deal with that and um, some ceremonial stuff and spell work tips that you can use to protect your space and prevent illness. Perfect. I love all that. And again, I'm so excited to dive into that because just like even right now in the moment, I can feel myself um, like already taking a deeper breath as I'm like, okay, just calm down a little bit, settle in, get comfortable. So for listeners, like feel free to take this moment to do the same thing and just like take a nice deep breath. 
um, and to lift things up, get on a nice, happy note, let's play a quick game. Yes. We're going to play Two Truths and a Lie. It's my favorite game. So whenever you're ready, uh, two truths and one lie about yourself, and I'll do my best to figure it out. Okay. So <clears throat> I have a cat named after a famous Hindu sage. Okay. I am initiated into seven covens and I'm the high, high priestess of one. And I channel spirits when I conduct my dream interpretation readings. Oh, okay. I'm going to say only because I am super unfamiliar with like true traditional coven structure. I'm going to say the lie is that you're in seven covens because I don't know if that's allowed. It is allowed, okay. but you're absolutely right. That's the lie. Okay. I'm a I'm a solo practitioner. I I'm I have been initiated into covens, but I don't work with them currently. So it. <laughs> it is allowed, actually. Um, I was talking to Evo Dominguez Jr. a few weeks ago. He is in like 14 covens. Well, he's he's a like pre- high priest of one, and then is like you know, an active member and several others. 14. Can you imagine? No, I have a hard time like keeping up with group chats on my text messages, <laughs> let alone 14 covens. That is so real. <laughs> uh, can you explain to me a little bit? So um, I've had uh, like a witch here or there on the show, but knowing that it's truly like the main, I don't want to say no one, but it's not really like any of my guests so far, their main practice. So, like, what drew you to witchcraft and more specifically, like, solitary witchcraft? Yeah, I love that question. I'm going to actually cite a lot of the books that um, kind of got me started. Um, A lot of these tips that I'm going to give are geared towards um, intermediate to beginner. So, um, you know, but there may be something in it for the advanced student. I think the advanced student already knows that you can learn something anywhere. Um, but I'm going to kind of cite the, the books that inspired me in the beginning. Um, I started with Raymond Buckland's big blue book, the complete book of witchcraft, thinking that I was going to learn about witchcraft academically. Mm. (laughs) It didn't work that way. Obviously I, um, I discovered a big part of myself that I'd been hiding from and it changed everything for me. And then I just took as many classes as I possibly could. Um, you know, I joined uh, any open rituals that I could. Um, and yeah, tarot was the thing that really stuck. So actually I'm not mainly a witch. Um, I do know some people who that is their like leading practice. I'm a full-time tarot reader. So that's, that's my main focus. And, um, yeah, I love it. I love, I love being able to help people and I love, obviously it's what I'm doing here. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Again, this is kind of a nice little special episode with all the chaos that's going on right now. And you had kind of reached out with this beautiful idea of sharing some ways that people can clean up not only their space, but like their energy and and take care of their spiritual well-being. Um, So is this something that you do in like your regular practice? Yeah, I do teach uh, a class on energetic cleansing specifically. A lot of this is in that, this material is in that class. I, this is my regular practice as well. These are things that I do on the regular to stay healthy. I am also, I'm immunocompromised. So these things are, these activities of these practices are very 
useful and helpful for someone who is trying to prevent illness in the first place. Thank you again for seeing me, for having me on in such short notice. I really appreciate it. Just want to get this information out there as as fast as possible. (laughs) Yeah, it is so important. I mean, uh, this is certainly not something that we could have planned ahead for. No one knew that coronavirus was coming. You know, it's so funny. A lot of people are like, why didn't psychics predict this? And I'm like, well, we kind of did. I don't know about you, but for a long time, I was seeing these long delays in things that would last months. Like people couldn't go after the person they wanted to attract or they couldn't go for that job or move or things like that, you know, just were going to be held up. And I was seeing that for months. Were you? Well, yeah, mine was, I was actually just talking to someone about this this morning because I do uh, year ahead readings is like the big way that I start my year. And Me too. a lot of people like March and April were having these things about like, um, returning home, work slowing down. It's not a good opportunity for you to be spending money. And just this morning, one of my clients, or actually late yesterday, one of my clients said to me, I was looking at my April and you told me something about returning home to my origins or like going back home. And I thought it was family related. And I was like, maybe it's the fact that you now work from home. Like you literally mm-hmm. brought your work. You literally returned home. It's funny because like you said, you know, none of us could have planned for this and we couldn't see clearly that a pandemic was coming, but it was, there were clues and you saw them too. Yeah. Yeah. And there was even, I had this really big theme in my live events where I was like, uh, right before it started hitting, I was like, now's a really good time for you to like check in with your loved ones, really make sure that your relationships are strong because you don't know when you're going to see them. Like that was so important. And I'm now realizing it was probably like, yo, you're not going to be able to leave your house. So you better make sure that your friendships are good because they are not going to be face-to-face friendships for a while. Wow. Yeah, that's it's really amazing. interesting. Um, so what are some ways that you have been upkeeping your space, your body, your practice as all of this has been going on? Okay. So I want to start with a few spell work tips. Um, mm. These are all borrowed from Judica Illis's Encyclopedia of 5,000 Spells. It's a big, thick book, just packed full of spell work activities. And I, I just leafed through briefly this morning and, and pulled out a few of my favorites. Um, just some things that you can do to help prevent or deal with if you are feeling a little sick. Um, if you have to leave the house, potatoes are thought to have magical absorption qualities and carrying, let's say like a tiny little fingerling in your pocket to prevent illness, you know, carry it with you until it starts to sort of look a little bit gross or starts to decay. If if you don't want to touch it, then it's time to toss it. And you you don't want to just throw it in the trash. As with most things in magic, you want to return it to the earth. So you bury it in a place where you're not going to grow food, where food will not be grown. Uh, Do not eat the fingerling potato (laughs) that you're carrying because it has been absorbing all of the negative things energetically, metaphysically, and physically. So um, that's a good one to practice. And um, one I feel like has stocked up on potatoes at this point too. So you know, uh, that's that's your best friend right now is is anything that's sustainable that's going to last a long time. Um, we want to stock up on food as much as possible right now. Uh, another, um, concept, this is multicultural. Um, this is a practice that I've heard about in root work, um, and in Celtic practices. So if you, I don't know if you could get any more 
kind of differential than those two practices. <laughs> Walking Wittershins, which is counterclockwise around someone who has taken ill, is thought to have metaphysical um, elements where you can reverse the illness. And it's worth, it's worth trying, right? If someone's not feeling well, just try it. Why not? If you've been exposed or put at risk by a visitor, you can peel and bruise one clove of garlic and rub it on every inch of your naked body. Throw the used garlic into living waters that flow away from where you live. Now, these are, I wanted to find ones that are like super accessible. You don't have to have a collection of juniper berries and mugwort. Like this is stuff that everyone has in their house. So even if you don't consider yourself to be a magical practitioner or witch, you can still use these things and try them. Why not at this point? (laughs) Let's try everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I would, um, I think this also goes without saying, but just in case, because I like to make sure that we're safe. If you're going to walk um, counterclockwise around someone who's ill, let's do it at like a six foot distance, right? Totally. Love good. it. You can make it a yes. big circle. Yes. Um, and garlic is an amazing thing to be putting in everything right now. It is such a powerful antiviral, antibiotic. Um, it really powers the immune system. So um, even if you don't want to rub it on your body, you could also just uh, throw it in whatever you're cooking for dinner. So, so far, let's these two Let's... Let's throw in some herbs that people can be eating or um, herbs or like cooking things. So like what could people be ingesting? I know citrus is big. Turmeric's huge. Uh, Ginger is going to be really good. What else do you have? Those are automatically some of my top three. So I'm so glad that you spit those out so fast. Um, <laughs> I personally want to make sure that I uh, tell some people. So elderberry syrup is hitting the market right now. Like everybody's talking about elderberry, but it's so, so important that we pay attention to things that are supposed to be used for preventative and not for um, like treatment. Because actually, yes. especially if you're someone who gets uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus right now, elderberry syrup is actually suggested that it could prolong the time that you have it if you're taking it once you have the virus. So just a little announcement to people out there, please make sure that you're talking to a qualified medical practitioner before you use any herbs um, for treatment. So elderberry syrup pre illness. Great. It helps, um, boost the immune system. Um, again, garlic is wonderful. I personally, um, really love citrus, ginger, and turmeric. You can include things if you're going to use turmeric, like black pepper is wonderful for adding absorption on that. Um, Mm. but more importantly, I think right now what I've been utilizing is the calming herbs. So things like chamomile, lemon balm, mints, because Honestly, yes. taking care of your emotional health when you're stuck at home and you're not in, interacting with people is like a hundred times more important, I think, because if mm-hmm. you are calm and collected, your body can reduce that stress response. You're less prone to illness at that point. So personally, um, go for anything that makes you feel nice and chill. <laughs> yes. my It's so funny too, because I like to make kava tea. Kava is super relaxing. And I put some, a little bit of like flavored creamer and then um, turmeric, and mm. honey, like dessert. It's so good. Yeah. And you feel a little stoned afterwards because kava is actually really strong. Yes. 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 <laughs> it affects, um, actually it affects the same receptors in your body as uh, like opiates do. So 
Um, let's keep that. that on like a nice low dose of kava. Make sure again, you're using it responsibly. <laughs> um, but yeah, kava is a really beautiful calming herb. Yes. I love that. I love it. All right. Let's talk about ceremonial practices. Now you're like, what am I going to do? Call upon the elements to have them protect my home? Yes, yes. actually. <laughs> you already knew. So um, the one I want to focus on is really a cornerstone ritual. I think a lot of people consider it basic and then a lot of people consider it very advanced. So it falls somewhere in the middle to me and I feel like it has multiple intentions that you can set for it. You can use it to cleanse yourself. You can use it to cleanse and protect your space. And that's kind of what I want to focus on is just cleansing yourself, protecting yourself, cleansing your space, protecting your space. So the LBRP is short for the Lesser Banishing Ritual of the Pentagram. And I'm not going to walk you through all the details, but I'm going to give you every resource you need to find it. It is a little bit complicated. Its main use is to clean and protect a space, and it's often performed before any other ritualistic magic. Uh, You invoke the elements and archangels at the cardinal points to banish any chaotic or unwelcomed energy. So uh, for me personally, my experience with the LBRP, back in 2014, I performed this ritual every day for a year and journaled my experiences, how it made me feel, uh, what I felt like was going to happen and what did actually happen from doing it. And I highly recommend that if you're going to learn about ceremonial magic, that you do the same. It's going to help you understand uh, what works best, uh, best practices, how flexible it actually can be to different intentions or, you know, just kind of like different mindsets that you're even in when you perform it. And it, it just, it really was a huge part of my personal development. So I really recommend doing that. Um, so where can you find this ritual? <laughs> I learned about it in Donald Michael Craig's Modern Magic, which is a fantastic workbook for beginners who are interested in taking magical development seriously, but want to study on their own. And, you know, this book in and of itself is a great way to spend your time right now to stay calm during the pandemic. But reading about something so complex alone can be really confusing. So I also recommend finding a YouTube video you like. Um, There really aren't, uh, there's not a perfect video out there. I watched a bunch this morning just to see what was out there. I can recommend that you uh, you look at the video conducted by my favorite author, though, uh, La Milo Duquette, and maybe we could put that in the show notes because he he takes a moment to explain what sort of headspace you should be in before performing it, um, and some other important details, including uh, the thelemic practice of adding the iwas in the cross. And you'll see what I mean. Um, and plus there's all, there's so many variations of the freezing and different, like tiny little idiosyncrasies. So you have to find what works best for you. That sounds like a, um, intense, I don't want to say like out of my league because I'm sure I could try it. Um, but it just sounds like, you can do it. (laughs) It just sounds, um, so intense. And I think that I, I'm starting to understand why you had said like the things I'm going to share for like, you know, an intermediate practitioner, but like advanced people. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to consider myself like super new because I thought I knew a lot and you are saying some things that I'm like, yes, that sounds magical, powerful. (laughs) 
As I said, okay, so let me just explain why I consider myself to be a little nerdier than usual. I was one of those people who used to make fun of this stuff adamantly and yet still attracted spiritual people into my life all the time, like for years. And those people luckily stuck by me. And now, of course, they're the ones making fun of me, like, uh huh. <laughs> but uh, when I did finally realize like, oh, there's something to all of this, I felt like I had to catch up. I had this sense of urgency and I was insatiable for like the first like four or five years. So I was just hungry for all the information and I needed to learn everything. I needed to learn about herbs, I needed to learn Enochian languages. I needed to learn literally everything. So I. I feel like a lot of people do experience that same like sense of urgency. Um, I think it just hit me at a time in my life where I was old enough and responsible enough to adhere to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of like a sense of urgency and times in our lives, can we talk about the sense of urgency that's happening like right now in the world? And you being in New York City is actually perfect because it just like tells me that you are in the center of some of the crazy. Um, yeah. happening. So what are some ways that people can like practice magical hygiene versus like all this other hygiene that we're being told, like, do this, do that? You know, I feel like they can be super compatible actually. And, yeah. um, I have some tips about how to combine those practices so you can clean your house and be doing spiritual activities at the same time. That is so perfect. Just mix yeah. a little magic in. Yeah. So, uh, the Florida water that I use all the time, if you've never heard of it, it's considered to be a cologne. Um, but, and it does, it smells incredible. So it's, good. Oh, it's like my favorite thing in the world. Um, I wear it definitely every day. <laughs> it's an alcohol based fluid. Um, and it has lemon, orange, and lavender essential oils, just to name a couple. And those are all bacteria killers all on their own. And it's very, very useful for lots of different cleansing, magical practices. And you could simply add Florida water to your bath just a little bit. You can add it to your mop water before you mop. Even your Swiffer wipes. This is like, this is my magical, this is my hack of all hacks. You just pour a little bit of Florida water into your Swiffer wipes, give it a good shake, and you are good to go. That is You're so doing- smart. You're just doing a floor wash. There you go. <laughs> oh my gosh. You just changed the way I am. Every time my husband loves Lysol wipes, they're his favorite thing in the world. I'm going to start pouring Florida water in everything he buys. <laughs> he'll but probably never even know, to be honest. He'll be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm making it smell great. I'm wink, improving wink. it. <laughs> it's, I'm finishing it. I'm putting yeah. some finishing touches. Yeah. Yes. That's so um, perfect. And that leads me into baths, which are a great way to maintain health and maintain spiritual practice while also lowering your anxiety levels, which as you talked about, is really important right now, just so that we don't create more illness. That's in my opinion. And I think a lot of spiritual people have realized that anxiety and fear and depression, more illness can derive from those things because of the just your energetic field being mm-hmm. such a low vibration, you're basically attracting those things. So it can be um, a cyclical problem. Um, so, so bathing in sliced lemons and salt 
Epsom salt, dead sea salt, um, Himalayan pink salt, regular table salt. I don't care what you're using. All of it is fine. Um, And it is a multicultural practice to combine salt and sliced lemons and just soak. Um, It's thought to be one of the most effective personal cleanses a person can do. And just soak in as hot as you can stand it for 20 minutes. It's good for your muscles. It's good for tension. It's good for stress. It's good for illness. Oh my gosh. It's like everything that you could possibly be doing. And if you're not a person who likes baths, that's fine. Just take a quick shower after you soak. Mm. It's, it's fine. And I would say like minimum once a week, taking a spiritual bath is really important. And a little tip, if you have injuries, like I just sliced off the tip of my finger with my razor blade in the shower this morning. If I were to take a lemon slice bath right now, that would be excruciating. Yeah. If you have open wounds, be a little mindful of that as well. Yeah. But just the salt alone is great too. Wonderful. Great. Mm-hmm. My personal addition to baths, because I, you can ask any of my clients when they're like, well, what can I do to help with this energy? I'm like, here's a bath recipe. I love a good magic bath. Mm. Um, I always start with um, ground oats. So like if you buy just like regular rolled oats or whatever oats at the store and you grind them in a blender or a mortar and pestle, that powder, if you can get it into some type of like cloth bag, creates this like milky, creamy consistency in your bath. And it makes your skin so soft. Like think of oatmeal lotion, right? But you're soaking in it. This is a game changer. It's so good. You can feel it when you like squeeze it out of the bag. The milk that comes out is so good. What's your favorite and easiest like mortar and pestle oat to use? Um, I use rolled oats because they're already super thin and flat. And then personally, I throw them in a blender because I know that it's going to be powdered. Yes, um, throw them in the Nutribullet. <laughs> blenders are the new mortar and pestle, I'm just saying. Um, I know, I know. I, the only problem is if you don't label stuff and it doesn't have a very strong smell, you better label it right away. Yes. I made that mistake. <laughs> like, is this rosemary or thyme? <laughs> I don't even know what this is. And then if you're doing it in a blender, you can even like sprinkle in a few like um, lavender blossoms, like just the flowers. And they get so fine ground too that the second the water hits them, it's just, oh my gosh, you're in like a lavender heaven. Yes. Lavender oatmeal, and- simplest, calmest, most beautiful bath. Ever. Yes. And lavender is huge for bacteria killing and for lowering anxiety. You can actually, uh, you can actually lower your anxiety just by smelling lavender. I'm sure you already know this, but everybody listening may not. Um, excuse me. I used to make dream pillows for clients who are having trouble remembering their dreams, so that they could get into a deeper REM cycle faster by just smelling a bag of lavender right before bed. It's crazy how that works. Yeah. All right. So moving along, I'm not often an advocate of people buying sage unless it's a necessary part of their religious practice. And the reason for that is because it is being over harvested. Um, There are plenty of other things that we can be burning. However, sage specifically was found recently to kill up to 94% of airborne bacteria. So I say smoke them if you got them. (laughs) And maybe let's do some research and see if there's anything else that could be used to that end as well. Yeah. And if you are going to be buying sage to that point, um, if you can do your best to make sure that it's ethically sourced or from um, a community that benefits dramatically from you purchasing directly from them. It's a great way to bring it into your practice without all of the um, other negative side effects. (laughs) Yes, girl. Yes. Thank you. Um, Okay. 
guys. So my last thing for magical hygiene, clean your altars. A lot of people think that letting that dust collect is just, you know, but cleansing the altar might kill all the buildup of energy that you've worked so hard to accrue. But in a time like this, we cannot afford to take any chances. If you are immunocompromised like me, that's not an option um, at, at any time. So I recommend giving every item a really deep clean. Um, just a side note, if you have crystals, uh, they each have their own specific care and certain, certain things can't be used in water. Certain things can't, uh, certain crystals can't get alcohol on them. So you have to really look and see like how to best cleanse and clean those things. Um, different types of metals. Also, you'll have to research best practices for cleansing each item as they all have different reactions. But pretty much anything else can be cleansed with rubbing alcohol mixed with a little bit of Florida water or maybe lemon juice and salt. Uh, that's a great way to kind of cleanse each item carefully and like really deep clean it. <laughs> yeah. Let's scrape off the wax. Let's start from scratch. Um, this is the time to do that. Yeah. Perfect. That's a really good point. I didn't realize that people like don't touch their altars for certain energetic reasons. So yeah. Yeah. like I'm sure um, any deities you may have statues to or anything like that would appreciate a fresh cup of water. You know exactly. what I mean? Like clean it up. <laughs> Those offerings that are starting to look a little rough. They got it. Yeah. Go. And that's, you know, that's actually just good magical hygiene, in my opinion. Um, fresh water for any offerings. Um, just like you would, you wouldn't just leave a rose of Jericho in a bowl, you know, to get all moldy and disgusting. I have done that. It's terrible. Don't it do is ter- terrible. You're like, I have, I have done something. I have disgraced Mother Earth. And yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you can sad. kill a resurrection plant, you know that you've overdone it. <laughs> Just I'm so dead. Uh, oh my God. Uh, yeah. That actually, that's the other thing too. Um, I'm glad that we talked about Rose of Jericho because actually the water can be really energetically cleansing. So, you know, if you have one, soak it in some water. Um, and then you can just really like pull in the energy of whatever deity or energies that you want to work with and ask for that to be purifying. Now I wouldn't ingest it, <laughs> not by any means, but you can use it for other things. Super so. smart. All right. So cleansing techniques of psychic hygiene is just as important right now. As Michael mentioned, um, you know, keeping yourself calm is very, very important right now. And it's just as important as magical hygiene and physical hygiene. And one of the best tools for that is this multi-purposed uh, sort of a quick little meditation. And it, it takes some time to some practice to be able to get it done and and be able to use it but this is one of those things that if you're like me and you live in a big city and there's a lot of people crowded around on the subway and you you can sense someone someone's energy like the the field shifts and you can sense it you know this activity is really useful in those times if you can close your eyes then you can do this ritual in just a few minutes and all it is is just pulling some white light down through the crown chakra you want to imagine your chakras aligning flushing it through the root chakra, and then continue pulling that white light in and flushing it out, cleansing your organs, your skin cells, every single part of you, and then your full aura, all of the space around you in a big sphere. You want to cleanse it up. And then I like to shield. I like to block it off. And I really think opalite is very pretty. So I use that. I also like to be able to see what's coming on the other side. I don't want to be, I don't, I don't want 
visually in my in my own vision. I don't want my vision to be obscured. So, um, but you can use whatever you like. I have a client who likes to use feathers. I have another one who uses chainmail, and I'm like, you are so metal, and I love that. Um, <laughs> I use like this aurora borealis, <gasps> aurora borealis, like um, uh, what is the word? It's on um. Like Labradorite or Labradorite, thank you. Yeah, I say that word every day. So I use like those colors in like an Aurora Borealis, like floaty <gasps> cloud around me as my visual. That's so dreamy. I love that. Yeah, it's just so nice. It's like yeah. my little Galinda bubble. <laughs> That's exactly what I picture. That's yeah. mine. Yes, you nailed it. Oh my God, so this has been so much fun. I know. And you have so many amazing tips. And I wish that we had like more time to dive into some more stuff, but I know we don't. So if people want to learn more from you, take some of your classes, get a reading with you, like what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? You can find all my information at bluejunetarot.com. There is a link of all my press. There's a link of all of my classes. And I will be doing some online classes coming up. And uh, if you want to book a reading or see what's available and prices and all that stuff, it's all in the booking page. Um, I do also have a podcast myself called Mystic Witch Podcast. And uh, there's a couple episodes coming up, one last week, one for next week, that's going to deal with COVID-19 issues, but also a lot of the people that I did talk about have shows. La Milo Duquette has an episode in Judica Illis. So if you want to learn more from them directly, you can go to Mystic Witch Podcast. That is so perfect. And uh, for listeners of my show, I can tell you that looking through Mystic Witch Podcast history, uh, we actually share a lot of similar guests over the past. So if you like this show, you'll totally love uh, Blue Show. Definitely make sure you go check it out. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again so much for being here. I appreciate you sharing all of your magic and I will talk to you soon. All right, love. All right. All right. That was my conversation with Blue June. Huge thank you to Blue for bringing us so many fun and insightful suggestions. The world is now a little bit brighter because of you. If you would like to learn more about Blue, you can find her on Instagram at BlueJuneTarot or check out her website, BlueJuneTarot.com. While you're out there clicking through the web, take some time to follow me on Instagram at TheDivinerLife, and you can learn more about my services as well on TheDivinerLife.com. By the way, there are no secrets here. I know you love the show, just be honest about it. Check out thedivinerlife.com slash podcast to learn how you can become a patron for just $5 a month. I would truly appreciate it. And of course, you could always just take some time to leave a rating or a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. That is also extremely helpful. Thanks for listening. Remember to share with your friends, your doctors, your nurses, all the essential workers, or whoever else you come in a distant contact with today. Don't forget that I love you. I appreciate you. And until next time, be true, be you. Be Omnist.